Our next story comes from Mali, where earlier this year, a military coup ousted a democratically elected president and suspended the country's constitution. The northern half of Mali is a vast area, stretching from the dunes south of Timbuktu to the border with Algeria in the north. That area is occupied mostly by Islamist extremists and Touareg rebels. These developments are worrying to the West. The instability in Mali could spill over into the entire West African region. It could also allow al-Qaeda another important foothold, similar to what it now has in Somalia. Katerina Hoje reports from Mali. Think of the West African country of Mali as a giant butterfly. One wing lies open to the north, covering a vast and sparsely populated area that stretches well north of Timbuktu, reaching to the border of Algeria. The other wing folds open to the south, along the borders of Mauritania, Senegal, Guinea, the Ivory Coast and Burkina Faso. This southern wing is where most Malians live. And here, at the bus station, in the Malian capital of Bamako, in the south, the driver box orders to passengers as how they should sit on the bus as it heads to the desert town of Gao in northern Mali. Men at the front, women in the back. It's not my fault. Blame the Islamists. The Islamists have imposed strict Sharia law in northern Mali. And so women must play a subservient role to men when they reach Gao. One of the passengers boarding the bus is Omar Toure, a musician in the famous Malian singer and guitarist Babasala's orchestra. When Omar crosses the border and enters the Islamist-occupied territories in northern Mali, he will not bring his guitar. Robbers have had hands and feet cut off, the punishment for stealing according to Sharia. Islamists have banned drinking, smoking and playing music. If the Islamists cut you, smoking the punishment is 30 lashes. If you talk to a woman in the street, they stone you both. If they caught me playing my guitar, they would cut off my fingers. These changes in northern Mali were all brought about in March of this year, when the capital city Bamako was overtaken by a military coup. First, the Tuareg rebels, known as the Blue People for their colorful indigo robes, seized power within three days. They are our nomadic, secular people who've long felt marginalized by the Mali government. After the coup, they swept through the desert, claiming two-thirds of Mali's northern territory and effectively splitting the West African country in two. The blue people, though, did not do this alone. They were helped by Islamist fighters, specifically the Hakim, which stands for Al-Qaeda in the Islamic Maghreb. They are a radical extremist group associated with Al-Qaeda we know from the September 11th bombings in the US. They are now busy setting up their own power structure, imposing a harsh regime in occupied territories, an area the size of Texas. Following the coup, Many Nordners fled to the south. But recently, people like Omar Ture are risking their lives to return home to a place now ruled by Sharia. 
Ben bon, je, je vais retourner à Gao parce que... My wife and my daughters never left Gao. They're still there. Besides playing music, I'm a teacher and I have my job there. That's why I've decided to return. Though Mali is a secular Muslim country, many are ready to compromise their beliefs and move back home to the occupied northern towns of Gao, Timbuktu and Kidal, near the border with Algeria, because of what's being offered there. The Akim are letting those who left get their old jobs back. In addition, they have also removed taxes on many basic goods, provide electricity and water services at no charge, and have fixed the price of some basic foods. In a town without a government, there are no tolls, no taxes and no police. This allows for the traders to lower the prices. In Gao, today, a package of milk is a thousand francs compared to 1700 before. You get a small goat for only 15,000 francs. The Akim is also paying off the Malian youth to join its ranks. They do this in the face of mounting pressure for the Economic Community of West African States, or ECOWAS, to send in troops to put the radical Islamists down. Others have joined a Malian militia's training to take back the northern homeland. In the small town of Sever, 400 miles from Bamako, but only 45 minutes drive from the Islamist-held north, youth train with guns. The military and the government have failed to help us. Now we are taking matters into our own hands. A refugee from the north said she came in Sever seven months ago. She had never held a gun before she came in the militia camp. Now she can both dismantle the gun and shoot. While I managed to escape, my whole family is still in the north. It is my duty to help them. When the military is preparing to take back the north, I'm ready to go with them. I'm not afraid. If I have to, I'm ready to kill to defend my country. While youth are taking up guns in the south, some who are returning to the north such as Ibrahim Diallo, are getting their old jobs back. He is a doctor who sees many bad health conditions emerging from the political changes in the north. When the rebels took Gao, they destroyed the hospital after sending all the patients home. Most of the doctors and nurses fled. Those who stayed are facing possible epidemics of cholera and malaria. With no medicine, closed clinics, and only a few medical staff, the population is suffering as the humanitarian situation deteriorates. He is heading north with a small team from Doctors Without Borders. For six months, he will travel the region to assess the hardships the Islamist occupation has imposed on the population. Despite the threat posed by the Islamists and the fact that many of his colleagues left, Ibrahim Diallo sees it as his duty to return. I don't think about danger anymore. I used to think about it before I started my work. In the meantime, ACME and its affiliates are gaining strength in the northern wing of the butterfly, says Mali's former foreign minister, Jibril Drame, who has served as a diplomat and a mediator in several regional crises. Beyond our neighboring countries, probably threat for Europe, a threat for the United States. If these groups are able to control territory two times the size of France, it is an international issue. This group should be confronted, this group should be combated, and everything should be done. The West African Economic Community, ECOWAS, has scheduled to send in foreign troops 
to rid of the Islamists, sometime next year, but no one knows exactly when. Meanwhile, attempts to negotiate with the Tuareg rebels and the more moderate local Islamist groups are taking place in neighboring Algeria and Burkina Faso. For America Abroad, I'm Katarina Höye in Bamako, Mali. Wanane <laughs>